Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, sexy banana. Very good, very nice. Very good, very nice. Hello, Nicki Minaj. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Just like old times today, just me and Jay. Uh, it's been a while since it's just been the two of us, but we always have fun, don't we, lad? We do, we do. Right, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. We've got a lot to cover. We're gonna start right back with Inter last week. Um, very, <laughs> as you can tell uh, by Jay's face, he's been waiting for this. Very, very different opinions on this. Uh, I, judging by Twitter, I appear to be more slightly in the majority, but. That doesn't always mean I'm right. But let, let's get your take on it first, because, as I say, very different opinions on the Intergame. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were reactionary to losing 1-0 in a game. You could have scored five or six. They had one one chance, and it wasn't even a chance. It was a worldy of a goal. That was out of nowhere. The balls fell to him, lovely. Um, we bit the bar twice, the post. One cleared off the line. A great defensive clearance away from Van Dijk. Talking five five goals going in there. Pure clear-cut chances. And people are moaning at the way we played. I, I can't get my head around it. I thought we we let them have the ball a bit too much for the first 10 minutes. Then we took complete control of the game. Complete and utter control. The second half, we came out and went up a gear for the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. We were, we were pressing them, making them make mistakes winning the ball high up the pitch and getting in behind them. Never made too many clear-cut chances, but I think they had one shot on target over two legs. So yeah. how anyone's complaining about our performance over the two legs, I can't understand. On another night, Liverpool beat them 5-1, and it's it's as simple as that. Just obviously disappointing to, to lose the game at Anfield, but again, it, it was I was never in any doubt at all. Like I was saying about the knowledge game in the cup, when they scored, I think they had one chance straight after again, like knowledge did, but it was never in any doubt that we were going to concede again. I just thought we were comfortable. Yeah, for me, don't, don't get me wrong, I, I do agree with what you're saying in that regard. We played, I just think, when you compare how we played in the first leg to the second leg, I think they were not worlds apart, but I think we were. I, I thought we were very sloppy. In the game, I thought we were giving the ball away needlessly a lot. Um, and I think what it was for me, I felt like they didn't have as many chances as us yet, but I think they were more efficient with the ball when they had it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they had to be because they were losing, obviously. But I just think that made them, maybe it made them look better than they actually were on the night. I just yeah. think they were getting it forward quicker. They were creating these half chances more than we were creating half chances. Yeah, but look at the chances we actually had, lads. We could have scored. We literally... It's not like saying uh, we could have scored five goals. Mm. An inch here and there, we've scored five goals. But remember when we needed to draw or 
draw with Chelsea at Anfield to be favourites to win the league under Rodgers. Yeah. And we went gung-ho. Yeah. And we all complained. Rodgers cost us the league. Klopp just sat back. He just took possession. He just took control of the game. That's what you need to do in them games. That's what Rafa Benitez used to do. Control the Champions League tight. We're not we're not used to being like winning going into the second leg. We used to we used to these big famous Anfield nights where you, we need the crowd to, to get a result. And yeah. we never. It was just it was done. It was done in the San Siro. We knew we were going through. I think that might have affected the players a little bit, where they felt a bit too comfortable, and that's where the sloppiness has kicked in. And we were giving the ball away in that, but I think everyone there was not a nerve. I knew we were beating into Milan. <laughs> yeah. Just did. So I think I said that last week. Sometimes when when you are playing well and you you're winning comfortably, or you're going into two legs with a comfortable lead, sometimes it does it affects the atmosphere. It affects the players. It all seems a bit too easy, a bit training, training like. And we don't we don't do well in them in them type of games. We've got it. We've got to be underdogs when we. You've seen it twice this season, 2-0 up against Brighton, cruising, 2-2. 2-0 up against Chelsea, cruising, 2-2. We're not good at being the domain in the leads, basically. But we're better off chasing a game. Yeah. Getting beat 2-0, I'd always think we'd come back and win. But leading 2-0, I'm not I'm not comfortable. But in terms of two legs... It's weird, isn't it? Like I think just felt we were always going through. 2-0, yeah. I, I agree. Don't, I, don't, I didn't think the tie was ever in doubt. Don't get me wrong. I just think from the way we were playing, it was just, it seemed lacklustre in comparison to previous games. And I think that's what was my issue more than anything. Um, but 2-0 for us, you're right. It's a weird score. Like we're, pro- <laughs> we're, we're probably the only fucking world-class team in the world where 2-0 isn't comfortable. I'm more well, comfortable feel, with us at 1-0. I, I was going to say, I feel more comfortable at 1-0. Than I do two 0 for some reason. I always feel like we're gonna let a two 0 lead slip. Weird, but I think you well, know, comfortable against Inter Milan, barring that free goal, world of a goal, even little things that benefited him when he's when he's knocked it, it's 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 bubbled. Yeah. And when he when he's hit it, the bubbles favoured him. Now I've seen Van Dyke defending getting criticised, saying go to him. If Van Dyke all game though. If Van Dyke commits to him there, he's literally. He has to play the ball a yard in front of him and Van Dijk can't touch him. Yeah. If he touches him, it's a penalty. And if he doesn't touch him, he's one-on-one with Alisson. He's, he's a rapid player. He, he done what he could. The only thing he could do was to make him shoot in the far corner. And he did. Yeah. And what, what a <laughs> player it was. Fair play. So You've got, you got to be a good player to pull that off. And he is a good player, to be fair, Lataro Martinez. He won't, do that. he won't do that ever again. Maybe not. Maybe not. Like but, that. I mean, for me, that's, that's just how Van Dijk defends anyway. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't commit. He ste- He steps off and steps off. You seen it all game. The only reason he shot is because he thought to himself, "I I can't get past them. I I'm done. I'm, I give up. I'm just going to shoot next time." And he did, and it went in. That's all yeah. it was. So I I you can't criticize Van Dijk's defending at all for me there. Um, speaking of defenders, just going ever so slightly off topic. Joe Matter, Player of the Month. I mean, yeah. Hello. Remember, remember last season we were talking about. Like, is it the right thing to do to keep him because he's always injured and that? And since then, like he's been managed brilliantly. He's yeah. playing like six games, then he's having a rest, and then he's playing again. He's be, as I've said it all season. He's rare up there with Van Dijk at the minute. He's one of the best defenders in the world. I've seen people go putting on Twitter like, uh, I don't know how he's one player of the month. All I ever see him do is give the ball away. 
I was like, are you are you mad? Like, are you blind? Do I've you never know? seen him get tackled. <laughs> he's just he's a freak. The only the only thing I've ever really criticised him on a little bit this season is when he does that like half ass chant trying to block a shot and it ends up deflecting and going in. You know what I mean? He's done that a few times this season, but other than that, I don't think he's put a foot wrong hardly all season. Even that, I don't think it's half fast. I think there's only so much you can do with a shot coming at you. You've got to mm. just lift your leg or not. I yeah. think he just looks that type of player, though. He doesn't look like he puts any effort into anything. Well, yeah, maybe it's not. He funny. He's just yeah. boss. He's, he's been brilliant. Like the, the likes of him, say that t shirt I just brought out, Colossal, is, is credit to him, Van Dyke, Matt, um, Canate, because the three of them, the three of them just. They could challenge each other for, for ability wise. They all look, they've all got different parts of the game. But a lot of them are brilliant. Do you feel for Joe Gomez in all of this? No, I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds horrible. He was brilliant when we won the league because um, Van Dyke was at the, the peak of he was at a point to prove he was the best in the world. And I think Gomez was, was learning off him in that. Um, I've said to you a number of times. When Gomez is, does his best defending is when he's chasing his own tail because he's made a mistake. Mm. Give the ball away, he's having to chase back. And if he never had a speed, I don't think he'd be anywhere near our, our football club. I don't think he's a great defender. Um, he played recently at right back and I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he was very good. Um, he played, so I, it's not like I've got anything in for him. I just, when you, you stand in next to Mata, Canate and Van Dijk, there's, there's no... I even said last season I'd put Phillips at Everton. Yeah, you did. To be fair, in terms of in, in terms of defending ability, um, you can't you can't play right back because you lose too much going forward. But he seems better defensively as a right back than he is a centre half. Yeah, he seems more comfortable because he's only got the one man to focus on kind of thing. Yeah, maybe one on defending, he's sound. Mm. But his positioning and that a number of times, I feel like he gets caught, but. Fingers crossed it's just been a case of... Because it has been... It's all been since his injuries. Yeah. Before his injuries, never had a single issue with him. He was brilliant. Yeah, a lot of but, bad luck. Um, you know, if, if he's happy to sit on the bench and, and be used like a Phillips and a Williams and play cup games and try and get himself into the team, then so be it. But he's not getting anywhere near it with them today. Would you keep him as more of a, a right-back alternative? Knowing how good he did play at right-back the other week and maybe then bring in possibly another centre-half if... Phillips isn't going to stay. I can't see Phillips wanting to stay much longer if he's not getting any game time. Williams needs game time at a decent level if he's going to progress better. I think them two are probably going to leave. So if we're going to keep Gomez, is it right back or is it centre back? What would it's it's, no, it's it's both in it. It's versatility. So it's like with Milner, like he's a fucking left back, a right back, a centre back, a centre mid, a right mid, a left mid. He's everything. He has quarter back. Goaltender, <laughs> fucking front centre in basket. He's, he's everything. Yeah, F1 driver. Area, as he can. What? No, F1 driver. <laughs> yeah, he just hasn't got a designated position. He has. What? Well, he'd have a preference. Now, goal centre mid, centre half. But at the end of the day, if you're getting told you're playing right back, you're playing fucking right back, and if you're doing a good job there, hmm. I think we're in a position now where the team is so strong, the club is so strong in, in, in just in general that. Unless you're Van Dyke or you're Salah or you, you know, you're a Thiago, you can't really come in and dictate and say, "I want to play here." It's like most players have <coughs> got to settle for right. You're playing here today, and just go, "Yeah, shan't." And that's but the beauty of our squad is they're all happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
you've seen you've seen players play different roles. You've seen Thiago play like the six, like a defensive role, but you've seen him play a little bit more advanced as well. And in different games, like just to mention on Thiago, where the fuck's this defending come from? Where's it come from? The, his first his first ten games for us, I think he got booked four times, yeah. and I don't think he won the ball with a tackle. <laughs> he was horrendous. I, mean, I, I actually said I've never seen a worse defender. He was on par with Paul Scholes for tackles. Yeah, he was. was fucking shocking. And all of a sudden, mate, he's gone faster. He's fitter. Just and getting used to the he, league, he I think. Every, he, he's just he's just the part. He's just the fucking complete He's just an absolute... He, he's, he's, one of, he's, just a, he's a luxury player. He's not someone like... He's not someone you'd look at as like a Messi or nothing like that. But he's just one of them players that every team needs. He's just he's a luxury player. Like, he's like Alonso. Yeah, I was gonna say we had it with like Alonso. Alonso. Just uh, just yeah, luxury. What everything he does is elegance and sometimes a bit like I don't know what you call it. The way you call a keeper making a camera save. He does like camera passes, he does every like no look passing and step overs when there's no one within twenty yards of switch and play it, like Without looking at it, it's just yeah, he's just brilliant. He's like I say, it's elegant. That's what you pay your money to go and watch the footy for for players like him. Absolutely, you, you could you could sit. Remember when you used to do the player cam on Sky? Yeah, I, you could. He'd be the one you'd watch. watch him. Yeah, he'd, he'd be the one you'd choose, wouldn't he? Um, and, uh, he is. He's brilliant, but as I say, defensively, he's gone right. He's gone right up there. I think every part of his game has, has improved so much, though. As I say, he's finally yeah. All right, he's still getting the odd injury here in there, but largely. Compared to last season, he's getting a better run of games. He's adapt- He's obviously adapted to the league now. He's adapted to our style of play properly. And you're seeing, you know, 20 mil. What's that nowadays? It's fucking nothing. Buttons, isn't it? So to get a player like that for 20 million, he's just, he's phenomenal. He's brilliant. Um, he's, and yeah, I, fantastic. One thing I'm going to say, because we do criticise players a lot when they're injured, is that they don't choose to be injured. And that's something we need to learn as fans, that. You know, we've I've I've done it myself. We've criticised Matip and said, you know, can you keep him? Don't get me wrong, if they're injured constantly and you're paying them a wage every week and they're not playing, they're not contributing, then you can, can you'll have to have the talk. Is it worth keeping? But that's not for us to do. We've just got to support when they're on the pitch. But like Sir Curtis Jones, Keita, Oxlade, Thiago, there's four really good sentiments there. That if we can keep fit, it's going to be massive for the, the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Curtis Jones just want to touch on him I think he's been really good lately um, yeah. you know I think I can't remember what game he was where he'd come off at half time best player on the pitch for that half I think it might have been the FA Cup Norwich game top um, knock um, that's a yeah. go off but best player on the pitch by a mile that game um, I've I've sort of I wouldn't say criticised him a bit this season but I've questioned him a little bit I've, I've been I think for me looking at him at times he wants too much time on the ball and he gets caught out more than the other midfielders. I don't think he's got that agency, but I don't think it's it's not nothing to do with his ability. I think it's because he believes in ability in his ability so much that he's like, right, I've got loads of time on the ball here. Oh shit, I haven't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd i agree with you. I think it's mad though. I think it depends on the level we're playing against. When we're playing against, say, the top ten, I don't think he's as confident. I think he remember when Jordan Anderson came in. And it was the same with everyone. Everyone had just passed the ball to Gerrard. If he was 10 yards away, he'd pass it. If he was two yards away, it was just get the ball to Gerrard and let him take the fucking reins. Um, 
Curtis Jones is very much like that when we're playing a good side. He doesn't want to be on the ball. He just passes it. But when we're playing against teams he's comfortable against, he'll just he'll take three men on. He'll shield you. He'll get across you. He's one of the best players I've ever seen for cutting across a player to get to get a foul. He does it all the time. He shields the ball and then he goes the way of the defender. So he gets brought down. He's dead good at it. But um, say again, how old is he? 22? 21, 22, yeah. So he hasn't had a lot of game time. He's had some decent moments. He scored a few goals, including the Everton goal a few years ago. But just got to be patient with him. Can't expect the world off him. He works hard. I think he had a few games ago, he had like 10 minutes um, where he gave the ball away a lot. And then he just come into his own and he was he was sound. So hopefully he can he can crack on, but he need he does need game time. I think yeah. we discussed the other week. If he's not if he's not got, if we're gonna keep Oxley's and Keita's fit and Thiago's fit, Henderson, Fabino, if you've got Aviary who can play centre as well, then you are looking maybe using Curtis Jones out wide. I like him on the left, mate, because he cuts inside onto his right foot. That's what, yeah. what he does. Um but then you've got Diaz and Mane. You've got no chance. So, so he's got competition everywhere, he's versatile, but he's got so much competition everywhere, maybe. If we are looking at bringing in another centre mid in the summer, maybe it's worth loaning him out for the season. Let him go to maybe whoever comes up from the championship, get a season in the prem, a proper season being a first three starter. I think he'd possibly be a bit too good for that level, though. I think he could do it going to someone like a villa. Mm, maybe. Imagine him a villa or someone. Um, yeah, especially if they end up keeping like Coutinho or something like getting to learn off him for the season yeah. would be won't make work wonders for him. Because he's similar like that. He, he, he's tricky, he's quick, he, he turns fast and he's dead agile. So, so he, will, he will be a good player. Whether he makes it to the pinnacle of our level, I don't know, but it's just one of them. We're going to have to wait and see. But there's no there's no rush for him. He's 21. No. Just just wait and see if he, if he flourishes at us. It's hard, it's hard for players like him. When you've got players like Harvey Elliott, who is an instant fucking god on the cop. Not yeah. a god, but... Everyone just, just loves him. Yeah. Everyone just loves his attitude and all that. He's he very much keeps himself to himself. He's dead open about how much he loves the club. We know Curtis Jones does, but it's not sometimes it's nice hearing it from someone who's not from here. Yeah. He's dead honest and open and everyone just wishes him to score every fucking game he plays. Yeah. But it must be hard when he's thriving, getting the support from everyone. And Jones is probably sat there thinking, fucking hell, that should be me. Yeah. But again. It's good competition to have. Good, um, good player to have in your squad. So, see how we go. Absolutely. Um, another one I want to just mention as well, because you did bring him up as a Naby Keita. Um, I think he's been brilliant lately. And what I've been really shocked with is his defensive work. You mentioned it with Thiago. Like, he's getting stuck in everywhere, which is something I don't think we've really seen from him since he's been at the club. I feel like everyone has just been sold to fucking get in the gym. Even <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean, you know, put a bit of muscle on. You can see it on Naby, though. It is. It's, they're all working hard. I think it's getting to that point of the season where no one's asked if they get hit, if they get hit to stop a fucking goal or so they win the ball back and we go down the other end. They just want to win, every yeah. one of them. So that's the only issue, the only issue I've got at the minute in, in terms of the team is it's Salah because he's looking to, to shoot every single time he's got the ball. He's not looking for the pass and it is getting to a point now where in certain games, if if we're not winning and he does that, and we don't score, it could be down to him whether we fucking win titles or not. Don't get me wrong, we scored enough to, to merit 
shooting. He's world mm. class. But there was situations the last few weeks where Diaz or Mane or Joss have been through and he's shot. Yeah. And it's clear. Pass the ball. It's like a scum goal on FIFA. He passes yeah. it. It's an open goal. And he's shooting. Um, but I think that's you get that with your best players. So you've got to just take it on the chin. Yeah, I, I mentioned that the other day. I mean, I think the way I put it is Salah, before he's scored, is the most frustrating player on the planet. Salah, after he's scored, is the fucking best player on the planet. After he's scored, he's happy then. And I think it's when he has a few chances and he doesn't score, it must, it, it, I don't know, it must, he must beat himself up about it. Grinds on him, you can yeah. see it. You can I, see it. What game was it where he had the chance in like the first minute and missed? Was it? I think it was the final, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. have a chance for the very first yeah. minute. And you've seen it then, he was he was pissed off at himself and then he was shooting when he shouldn't have been shooting. And it is, it's, well, it's not having a detrimental effect yet, but are we going to have a game where it does, unfortunately, have that effect? Hopefully not. I don't think that will be the case, but... It is. You've got that many good players, like if man, if Salah doesn't turn up, not that he doesn't turn up, it's that. It is just a case of if he passes here and there, we score maybe two or three a game. Yeah. He wants do you know what I mean? Just got to see, see what happens now. The running's great. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, let's let's move on to Brighton then, shall we? Um, it was a weird game, I thought. Brighton, they're a good team. Graham Potter gets them playing really well. They, they passed the ball nicely. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like we were in trouble as much as we were at Anfield against them. Like I don't, I didn't ever feel like they were going to score in that game. Um, first things first, Robert Sanchez. What the fuck? <laughs> Volleys players in chests and stays on the pitch like it's sound. I think I think right when you when you play footy, as you know, things happen dead quick. I don't think for one minute that keeper thinks Diaz is going for that with his head. I don't think any other player on the pitch goes for that with his head. He's not a fucking loser. That's Mane or Salah. Then again, I'd say Mane might. Salah's not going for that with his head. Hundred no. percent. Um, none of them are. I don't even know why he has. And he, he, you can see before he's edited it, you're getting whacked to your lad and he's done it anyway. He's not asked. So, it's like, it's one of them. The keepers come out. In, in real time, the keepers come out. I don't think he's ever intended to let him. I think he's he's thought, I'm coming out with my feet here. He's not going to stoop down to that fucking ball. Oh, wait, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then it's too late. He should have went. Should have been a red card. Um, I think Carragher put sometimes they've got the class the goals enough, don't they? Yeah, I said exactly that. Um, it's fucking harsh. It's harsh if, if for instance, if he'd have made a fucking great save to, and they'd have scored, then you're saying, well, a goal's not enough, is it? No. But at the end of the day, it is. It's a fucking yeah. penalty. Thankfully. Um... Penalty. But should they give us a goal and a penalty? Honestly. <laughs> Well, that's it. I said exactly that. I said he won't get sent off because we've scored. If it had gone wide, he'd be off and it'd be a penalty. Yeah. And I think that was what he were looking at. I, well, I say that and I'll get to this in a minute, but I thought he would have been saying, well, they've scored. If we say he's fouled them and it's a red card, then we've got to chalk the goal off and give a penalty, which they might score anyway. So what's the point? Is the way I thought they were looking at it. But then I seen that uh, Stuart Atwell, who apparently I read is the UK's like fucking pinnacle of the, of the VAR refs. He's the one who they turn to when you need a decision. He's the one that they'll put forward for World Cups and stuff like that. He couldn't find an angle with VAR that saw that showed that Robert Sanchez connected with Luis Diaz. And that's why he didn't send Mike Dean to the camera. Shut up. 
That's what I read. It's like the Everton one. Man, Man City, there was no no evidence of handball. So we, no clear and obvious evidence. Yeah, no evidence of handball except for the part where he was playing volleyball. Then three points. Then three points. Liverpool are top of the league. Yeah, exactly. And it's fucking it's season defining. Then no. three points. And, and Everton. And Everton are only two points above the drop zone then. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it's like, what what are we dealing with? Like, we've we've spoke for since last year with how bad refereeing is. And to be fair, we were blaming VAR at the time. VAR isn't the problem. And it's getting cleared and cleared every week. VAR isn't the problem. The VAR is just there to show more angles. And if you can't, if you're a referee and you're looking down and you can't see, oh, he's kicked him in the chest there. If you can't see that, you shouldn't be refereeing at any level of the game. <laughs> It's in the chest there. <laughs> it's mad. I, I can't understand it. There's been a few again. It went, It picks up a lot. It picks up a lot and then it was as if to go, no, fuck this. This is getting too good. Fuck it. Yeah. Football went back to being football. You were celebrating goals. You never felt like it was going to get taken away from you. And then you'd look at your replay before it went to VAR and you go, oh, he could be offside here. Hmm. Which you would anyway because the linesman would have his flag up and you'd go, all right, the linesman's flag's gone up now. Fucking yeah. 30 seconds later. But, that's it. I mean, that's still, we know that's dangerous. Like, we yeah, yeah. I'm, just starting, I'm just starting to think, you know, it's corrupt. There's, there's something somewhere, someone's paying someone brown envelopes everywhere for points. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's it's some of the mad ones we've had given against us over the years and the stuff we haven't got, the goals we've had disallowed. Again, season defining. But the, yeah. last, the last few could have been. They, yeah. really could, they really could be. Yeah, they could have been. But let's hope not. No, hope fingers crossed. I mean, outside of the VAR shit show anyway, um, I thought overall we controlled the game quite well. Um, deservedly got our second goal from the penalty spot. Cleared an obvious penalty. Um, no complaints with, can't be any complaints with that. But I thought we controlled it well. Um, it was it was probably one of the only games this season where I thought, like we said before, 2 0 is normally a dodgy score. It didn't feel like that with that game, I didn't think. Well, I zoned out a bit a little bit. I was a bit yeah, like, I did. It was a bit, I don't know. It just felt like a. Before it, I didn't. I was on a rewire, so you're watching on our phone and that. And then I got home for the second half. And um, it was just a case of, again, there's just not, no worries at all. But yeah. now it's getting to. Now it's getting to that part. Don't get me wrong, we need to win every single game. Allegedly, we need to win every game. And it's, it's nerve. I'm not as nervous for our games as I am for no, cities. Now, yesterday, I felt sick. I nearly vomited in my own mouth every time City went near the Palace box. Knocked me sick. I f- it was fucking horrible. But I haven't been like that for the Liverpool game. I feel like we're always going to just come through. Yeah, and I need to stop control. it because there is going to be there's going to be a banana skin somewhere I've said it if don't get me wrong if I'm proven wrong and we win all our, our next games happy fucking days <laughs> can't see it but he also said I can't see City winning all their games and look what, one of us had the potential to win every game we both couldn't but I think I personally think we'll beat them but I think they're going to lose another game as well yeah I do I honestly do they, they've got their We've got a few tough games. I can see us. I can see us possibly drop, dropping like six points somewhere. We might possibly. lose. We might. We might lose one and draw a few. But to be honest, outside of City, the only one I'm really worried about, and I was uh, speaking to like a customer in there today, is Newcastle. 
like the momentum's on their side. And even though they got beat against Chelsea at the weekend, Chelsea had to cheat essentially. They had to, you know, cheat them out of a of, of a point. And they had, a, they had a good few players missing as well. So Newcastle are playing really well. Like I said, there's no. one thing you can't substitute in football, it's momentum. The likes of Newcastle, though, they'll come at us. They won't sit there. No, we're not. They'll come at us and we'll fucking tear them apart. We'll put four or five past Newcastle. Hmm. Wouldn't doubt it. They're, that's the thing. Team, teams like Burnley and that who are going to sit in and try and frustrate us and try and get a point. A point to them is fucking vital. And like, like it happened yesterday with City. City were desperate for them three points. Palace were happy with one. But every time City got that desperate, they just twatted the ball over the top and in comes Zaha or that. Matata, whatever the name oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matata, yeah. Um, and they were, they were fast. They looked dangerous on the counter-attack Palace. I think we've still got to play Palace. Yeah, I think we have, actually, yeah. So we've, we've, got, we've got Tottenham. We've got Man United. We've got Everton. Um, City. got City. It's fucking hard. And then we've run, got... Our run-in's a lot harder, but then we've also got the other half of the table where it's the fucking... The bottom fodder, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the fixtures are hard. I just think at this moment in time, I can touch wood. The difference between us and them is a striker. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that the likes of the games against Palace yesterday, don't get me wrong, City could have scored four or five. I'm not gonna not gonna doubt that and say, Oh, you could have they could have they could have went either way. Could have went yeah. either way. But they had five five clear-cut chances where you're thinking, oh, the fuck hasn't that gone in? But then Palace had a few themselves. Yeah. Can I just Palace, though, they were great defensively. Um, yeah, they were. I think, you know, the keeper made a few great saves. The one who stood out for me was that uh, Schlupp. Like, I just kept hearing his name and he was winning yeah, the ball. Yeah, he was everywhere. Was brilliant. Um, but uh, that's what these teams have got to do. Right. And I hope we sign him. Gallagher. He, he just reminds me of Jordan Anderson. He's a really good player. I just can't see it happening with him being Chelsea. Because um, he's only on loan now, so. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's only on loan from Chelsea, and obviously he'll go back there on loan there uh, from his loan, and then you can't sell him because of the sanctions. So, it's it's just. But I don't. They wouldn't sell directly to us anyway. Let's be honest. He, he wants. Does he want to stay for no money though? He can't <laughs> even. Get he he, he might not. He might not have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have a choice. <laughs> he might just. Have, he might have to just fucking fault up and start a pub team. Ah, well. The Western, the Western are looking for players. <laughs> you know what? Like it'd be really sad if if it wasn't Chelsea. But it's Chelsea, so who gives a shit? Did he save it, lads? Yeah, did. Carragher put it right on uh, the Monday Night Football last night. Yeah. You know, Dave. I'm not going to go through it all, obviously, but what he said was was absolutely bang on the money, and he, he put it right. And even uh, the Middlesbrough chairman today, so Chelsea have requested that the game against Middlesbrough. Be played behind closed doors for to to maintain the integrity or something like that. In yeah. the middle of the chairman oh, come out and that's it. Yeah, in the middle of the chairman come out and said Chelsea haven't had any sport and integrity for nineteen years. Why start now? Exactly. It's fucking right. Used they bought what they wanted when they wanted. Even me, me dad used to round me up because he'd be like, "They're fucking buying him because we're linked to them." And he did. He bought Salah because we were close to getting him. Yeah. Jose Mourinho bought him to prevent us getting him and didn't want. Didn't well, use that's it. it. You, look, you look at the rivalry we've had with them for the last more or less 20 years when Benitez and Mourinho both come in at the same time, lad. They might they might not admit it. They hate us more than anyone in the league. Yeah, of course, yeah. We're their biggest, not obviously local rivals, but we're their biggest competitive rivals. And that's just because I think we've played them 647 times in the past 20 years. 
but just it was great. always played them. It was it unbelievable. Was it was they, they become like Man United. It become a proper hater, the proper rivalry, and it was because don't put them on your side. It's because they were a great football side, and so. Mm. And to be fair, when we all we went, no, we went. We were just a brilliant. We outfit. just won. We just won when it mattered. Yeah, we just <laughs> we, we won, won the semi. Yeah, we won the semi final, Champions League. Won the FA Cup semi final. Won the fucking um, Community Shield. We won the ones that mattered and lost a lot of the league games, but. Now it's sort of the tables have turned a little bit. Um, obviously they still pick up the odd trophy here and there, like. But it the is it's European cups, World Club cup. Yeah, odd, odd trophy. <laughs> I think I feel like we said the same thing there. Um, but no, it it's been that was that was the first. I'd say that's the first rivalry we sort of got to see Liverpool a part of, like Liverpool and United during like the nineties and the early two thousands wasn't like a proper rivalry because they were so much better than us. As much as it, you hate to say it, no, I'd say it was. It was still on. It was, but we didn't because we were a, so young. We didn't get into it like we would have done. Oh no! You know I, what I mean? Hate Man United lads. Didn't I hated them, but, but like Chelsea was, was something else for me at the time. Chelsea was a football rivalry where it, big games, whereas we were only really playing them in the league. And nine times out of ten, you knew it was going to fuck a mountain up anyway, even if you beat them. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it was still a massive rivalry. Yeah, like, it'll, it'll always be. I've missed the days of Gerrard and Keane and the likes of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer coming on for the last minute and you're fucking shitting yourself. Carragher scoring no goals. They were just horrible, horrible days, mate. But and now it's boss, Harry you know? Maguire. I know. He's my favourite player in the league, by the way. How's uh, your footballer? I don't know. Like, if he's, uh, if he's Premier League level, I'm at least League One. <laughs> and look at me. Like I'm at least League One if he's Premier League level footballer. It's Great, it's a man. joke. Um, 80, 80 million pound lad. It's like this. It's just hilarious. Like that shows how far United have fallen. Really done it, but that's another story. Um, let's let's look at to tomorrow then a little bit. Um, Arsenal going to be a tough game. They've um, they've done things right. Arsenal, to be honest, I think they're getting back to that Arsenal that everyone just kind of. Had a bit of a soft spot for um, when Wenger was there, and what they've done well is they've stuck with Arteta. They haven't panicked. Last season they were terrible under him, in fairness, and I don't think anyone had denied that. But they stuck with him. They let him buy his players. They let him get get his way in there, and it's paying off because they're, they're playing they're playing really nice football again. They're doing well, and you know with any luck they'll uh, keep United out of the Champions League next season. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully they're panicking after they lose to us tomorrow. But um, it's mad. It's play when you've got when you've got players like Abamyang there who are on that much money. It, it can be toxic. You've got other players. Why are they? It sounds stupid. I know you're all in a job and you're all professionals. But what was he on like fucking three hundred grand a week or something? Yeah, and he was shit ever since he got that. It's not that fucking good. It's it's between it's since they saw like the start of phrase phasing him out, and it's since that stalker from my FCTV got fucking done as well. He's gone, yeah. and all the tox- toxics around the, the the club's gone. And I would, they, they yeah. have everyone. I used to love hate Arsenal. I hated playing them because they were fucking brilliant. But you could watch them all day. They were a joy to watch. They're not at that level. No. Now, but I got they've got that look about them again. I think it's just they've got an identity. They yeah. haven't had an identity in ten years. And I think like, you know. Yeah, what it is, I think, is they've got rid of all the players with egos. You know, they were, they were doing it wrong. They were buying players on massive wages. 
because they were big names, Mesut Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, Aubameyang, these were all coming in on £350,000 a week. And yet, don't get me wrong, Sanchez is probably the one you'd pick out there who was the exception because he was fantastic for them. But they were, they were just bringing in all these players because they were big names and not really looking at what they actually needed. I used to say it every season. They buy a new striker every season. It's like, yeah, they've got five great strikers, but then you've got fucking Harry Maguire's in every position in defence. <laughs> you can't defend to save the lives. And that was the problem <coughs> at the time. But I say, I mean, I've got to give credit, Ramsdale. I thought he was going to be an absolutely terrible signing. Back-to-back fucking relegations with Bournemouth and Sheffield United. And then he goes to Arsenal and you're looking at him and thinking, what, what's going on there? That can't be right. But fair play to him. He's done brilliant. He's been fantastic for them. I'm looking forward to it. I've always, like I say, I always like playing Arsenal because, you know, you're getting a good game out of it. Um, I still think we've got too much for them. I honestly, I, I think if, if, the, if the Liverpool players... And the manager, I feel like I did yesterday. I could have went on the air last night when they drew that, honestly. And it mean, it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't, they've dropped two more points. They've let a 14-point league slip to one. Um, well, it's four, isn't it? Obviously, fingers crossed tomorrow. But we win tomorrow. Beat Notts Forest. Go to the cup. And then we beat Watford. We're top of the league before they play Burnley. Yeah, that is pressure. That's not pressure on us. We had we've got no right to be where we are from Absolutely. where we were in December. Got no right whatsoever. This is a fucking dream to us. Don't get me. We're more than capable of winning that league. We know it, but we still know it's in their hands. If you're looking at the fixtures, you're looking at. I've just said there we could we could drop between three and six points, but I fully believe they will as well, and I think we'll beat them. But looking at the fixtures, you've got to look at it and go. Man City away, it's a tough game. It's a tough. If it, do you know what? If it was like, if the fans weren't dog shit, I'd feel like it was a bit more nervy. But out of all of them, I think we'll do City. I think we'll slip up somewhere else, but I think they will. Yeah, I agree completely. Look, we we haven't got the best record there in recent years, but we know we'll. It's always the toughest game of the season, especially at the Etihad. I feel like we. I don't know, I feel like we play better against them at the Etihad, even if we don't come away with the win. It's weird. It's because um, our, our away fans as well, people who were going to the away games, who were turning up, like maybe two cars into the Etihad, will fucking scream up for 90 minutes. That'll be unbelievable. If we can beat Arsenal tomorrow, it's on. It's on anyway. It, this is what, what I said, is people are going right, it's, it's got bigger, it's got bigger. It's gone bigger in the sense that it's a, Bigger chance for us to pull the pull the gap, but I think it gives us the capability to be able to draw a game. Yeah, definitely. If they'd have won yesterday, then we can't look at Arsenal and go, you know, if we draw a draw away to Arsenal, a draw away to Tottenham, draw away to Man United or Tottenham's wrong, isn't it? Is it? No, I'm just as examples. All oh, right, okay. If you draw in these games, nine times out of ten you go, and that's a good result. There. Yeah. But because City are fucking juiced up gobshites and you win every fucking game, you've got to win 90% of your games. So it's dead hard. If they've dropped points and we can go, right? If we Basically, what I'm saying, if we draw and beat Man City, we're still going to win the league. So there's no pressure on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? The pressure's been off us for, for weeks and 
somehow it's got to City. I don't, I don't understand how it's, but it's got to them. It's clear to see. Yeah, it is. If we close that gap tomorrow, they're pan- like, do you see Bernardo Silva? You got asked, you got asked the question yesterday about the performance, and he went, it, It's still in our hands. We're still in a better position than Liverpool. And you know, no one mentioned Liverpool. No one mentioned us. He had the worst game of his life as well. That comes. Sorry, what, what I was saying, going back on top of, was if them players and that manager felt how we all felt last night when they dropped them points, I can see us either getting ahead of ourselves tomorrow and it being a hard game or absolutely fucking pummeling them and destroying them. Like, early, like 2-3-0, first half, going at them gung-ho and just being way too much for them. Because I think sometimes you get momentum from other teams' games. And I think that's what I felt like. That's what I... Who was it that when Tottenham beat them? Um, when, when Tottenham beat Man City? Yeah. The whole of Liverpool just went up a notch. We all just... It just the atmosphere, everything just went, oh my yeah. God, this is fucking happening. Could happen. And then yesterday again, you're like, it's... There's something there waiting for us to just take advantage of it, and hopefully we do. But yeah, I do. I'm. I'm it's a game of two halves tomorrow. We could either flap and let the pressure get to us and the opportunity to get to us, or we could go out and make a statement. But not asked how we do it. Three points tomorrow, please. Or if we get one, I'd still say it's on. Yeah, it's like you say. It's still a, it's still a good result going there and getting one point. But yeah. We, we need the three points, I think, if I'm being honest. Um, I agree with you. I think we've got far too much for them. We've just got to, got to make it count. You know what the you know what this league's like. It doesn't matter how good you are. Any, you know, a team can beat you. You know, Palace have took four points off City this season now. So, and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have said that at the start of the season. I hate Palace. Oh, yes, Paddy Vieira, lad. <laughs> oh, I, I put on Twitter, I think I might have just forgiven them for three off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't think I'll ever quite forgive that. Like, but that that, that was a healing process. That 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 helped. Um, it was more that little prick who played for them. Dwight Gale. I fucking hate his guts. That man cunt. I would set him on fire. No, I wouldn't go that far. Like, but I do. I absolutely despise him. Um, and even to this day, I see him for Newcastle, and I feel like putting my foot through the telly just because I, he's on it. I just hate his face. Yeah, I do. But uh, yeah, don't. No, let's not go there because that'll be a whole new episode. <laughs> now, look, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. It's going to be, say, two teams play good football. We should have too much for them. Um, I'm going to respect the wishes of Kev and I'm not going to put a prediction on this one because he hates it when we do predictions. He feels like we jinx it every time. Um, we haven't lost a game for fucking 10 weeks. <laughs> uh, we haven't, eh? <laughs> yeah, but we, I predicted one. I predicted close. So did I. Me and both of us. Me and you both predicted 1-0 wins. I mean, technically we were right, but it just went the wrong way. You didn't say to you, though. I know. Technically. No, I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respect his wishes this this time around. Um, whether you choose to or not is, is up to yourself. But um, I'm going can... to choose not to because <laughs> we've been doing it the last few weeks and we haven't lost a game in the league. So that's my, whether it's a right prediction or a wrong prediction, that's my feeling that it's a bit of luck since I've been back. We haven't we haven't lost. I've only done two or three. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna say three 0 
I really am. Honestly, oh. I, like I am. I don't. As I said, it could go either way. He'll he hear me say that as well. It could go. Not. I don't think we'll lose. I think it, it could be a tight game where I think we're going to be fucking pushing. I, I can't be asked for it being like the Palace game where they're defending for the lives and we're pushing for a late winner. It'll be fucking sickening. But again, um, given that they've drawn a game when we wasn't expecting them to, I think that gives us a little bit of leeway to, to, to drop a few points if if it happens. We can't. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But I think we'll score early tomorrow. Um, I keep saying tomorrow, even though when this goes out, it'll be today. <laughs> but uh, I think this evening, Good evening. Be, I think we'll score early. And I think that that's what we need to do. I, obviously, City never yesterday, but City tend to fucking put everything they've got into the first 10, 15 minutes and get an early goal, forcing the opposition to come at them. And then they just did them on the break. They just counted them, get in behind. That'll be ideal for us tomorrow. Yeah. This evening. <laughs> That'll be <laughs> ideal for us if we can if we can get an early goal, first 15 minutes, and then take control of the game and make them push at us and just get in behind. But that's just too just sounds too easy, doesn't it? When you say it like that, yeah. Um I reckon just get Diaz on the ball and let him do what he wants. I um, don't want Diaz to start. Don't you? No. I, oh. I I mean I want him to play every single minute of every game ever. Even in games we're not on, like play him somehow. It's I know I love him. I can't. I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. The prospect of him not starting and coming on after an hour when they're tired and would you know they'd shit themselves. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so I don't know. I honestly, this is gonna sound fucking mental. This right? It's gonna sound mental. If Firmino's fit, I'd start Firmino and Manny. Right, okay. And if it weren't going the way we wanted to, putting a player on like Diaz, you can skin two or three players. He he he'd be perfect for Man City because he gets to the byline and puts it across the box and hopes someone can tap it in. Now, mm-hmm. if you you're putting him and Jotter on together with that in mind, go and do that. Go and do that. That's all you two have got to do is do that. Do that constantly. I think it'll come. I think it'll eventually come. But as I say, I'm hoping it's not at that point. Firmino hasn't got a bad record, record, record against Arsenal. Neither's Jota. Yeah. So I think there'll be a toss-up between them two. Diaz, Diaz coming on is exciting. I don't think he's got a bad game in him. No. I think he's... I don't think they've handled anyone like him so far this season. He's he's unpredictable. Jota, you just need to nullify him a space and you've, you've got him out the game. Yeah, but Diaz will make space for Jose. So, not a fucking sign. Just not a manager. But that's what. If that was the scene tomorrow, Mane, Salah, and Firmino, um, with them two on the bench, I'd be, I'd be, a bit more comfortable. Yeah, I can understand that. Firmino, we all know what he brings. Like his hold up play, the way he brings people into the games is is unparalleled. There's no player in the world like him. He's not the most prolific, and he's not, you know, he's he's he might not change. Well, no, I was going to say he's, he's not the most. <laughs> he's not the most. He's not a striker. Simple as that. He's not a striker. Yeah, he's not. Well, he's not in it to score goals. He's there's not a, like I said. There's not a player like him in the world, um, and just what he brings is is different to anybody else. So I wouldn't mind that myself. I mean, look, 
like you said, we're not managers. We're happy with whatever team gets thrown out largely. Um, as long as as long as Klopp thinks it's the right team, we're going to be got a chance of winning. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, game two good teams, good football. Um, most importantly, hopefully VAR and the refs don't have to get involved too much because that'll just ruin it. Um, but Jay's give his prediction. I am gonna honor Kev's wishes and not Body give my, and not give my prediction of three one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Now, look, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there for this week. We will be back similar time next week. Not exactly sure what day just yet, but it will be around this time next week. So tune in and uh, thanks everyone for listening and watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.